Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Find a way to kill you, and you'll be gone, and, and, sweetheart, you can't kill me. You are me, and I am you. Why are you making soup? Next thing we're going to do is we're going to take all this soup, and we're going to let him have it. Oh, so that's why you've been assigned down here, is, you know, to... See, I'm what you call middle management, but I'm working my way up, is we went for the second way to get souls. Sacrifices. Yeah. They take the soup, stump and plunk it, give it to their men, and their men are our sacrifices. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a freebie. And he holds his arms out. You got a I whole take a swing of... at his neck and cast Thunderous Smite while I'm swinging. A devil with silver skin would be a, a platinum devil, nigh impregnable. I do not care if there are children involved. You will do whatever is necessary to root out these traitors. Once they are on a battlefield, they tend to walk off of that battlefield. They were trying to dispense this soup. Wouldn't that show up on some kind of ledger? So if we cause enough chaos out here, the people mainly in charge, like remember Tentacle Face, will appear. So we might run into Milo again. What did they do with my body? Why am I a brain? I think we should officially unite our camps together. I think we're orienting ourselves to where the castle is. So, uh, yeah, hi. Um, like, head office sent me over. Lockdown. Access denied. We will be hosting special military parade. This will take place starting at Forge and ending at Potroblat headquarters in northern part of city. It is best we remember who is in your corner. While encroachers try to destroy new food source, Polterblatt Corporation fed you. And that's how we all ended up here, with a bunch of kids and Krissa, and I still haven't heard from anyone. Are you even listening? Are you even there? Or are we really all that's left? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but this needs to be done. Stop it! What it? Just chew. Chew. And swallow. There we go. Why? What did you just give me? Okay. Hopefully that did the trick. Now to get out of here. Greetings, consumers. I am your Pokovnolik, Laurent, back once more for giving you updates to State of City. Today is Cupid Day, and today is also Military Parade. We have uploaded Parade Route directly to your servers. Please review so that your personal unplugged worker can place Cupid the gift for Pyre outside of your door when we walk by. If you are lacking unplugged worker, do not worry. Our DPD officers will let themselves in 
and choose Cupid the gift for you. If you are lacking material possessions, I am obligated to remind you that you will be thrown on Cupid the fighter instead. Will be great fun, da? Happy Cupid Day, everyone! You guys actually celebrate that garbage? Kind of. There's literally no point to it. You give Poltroblat money and literally throw away the thing you bought. Well, for our version, we give our gifts to each other. What? Yeah! See, I, I got this one for you, King. And uh, this one's for you, Angel. Oh, wow. It's a... This is, um... Uh, what is this? Your own dice set! I had Charlie and Freddy help me make some. I, I figured you guys could play the games with some other folks. Uh, maybe get the kids involved. I bet they'd really love it. I wouldn't even know it what it is. It involves a lot of math. I'm in. Let's do it, King. Oh, un momento. I also have a gift for you. Uh, what? You have done so much for us in a short month. When we once thought we could not thrive in the labyrinth due to a lack of resources, you were able to grow gardens safely in the irradiated soil. So, I am returning what is rightfully yours. I did not wrap it. Hey, my gun! This... this is my thorn whip. I do not want you to feel like prisoners with us. We are not Poltroblade. But I hope you will be open to honest communication with each other. Thank you. Well, I got Koopit gifts for you guys, too. Gather round for a moment's respite! A what? Leveling up, just listen. But first, you have to finish the fight you got stuck in last time! I blame you, Mitch. Ah, oh, dang it! Ugh. I was really excited. I thought you were just gonna be like, and you won the fight! Now the level up. That's fine. What's the point of a level up without a boss fight? This is your fault, Mitch. You should have talked louder and faster. Uh, okay. Then I'll talk loudly and fastly. Loudly and fastly are words. So I believe when we left off, it was Locke's turn. So uh, you had one horned devil who was on the ground in front of you. Oh no, so it, it wouldn't be Locke's turn next. It's Vert's turn, isn't it? And Vert... That horned devil is directly in front of you. You disguised yourself at yourself as Slothrin. Mm -hmm. uh, the second horned devil is flapping his way up a ravine, but he has been coated in acid. Uh, so I leave it to you, Vert. Take us away. Take us on a word journey. I want to bring my hands up to my face. Uh, I want to basically look like I'm gasping and surprised and, and very confused. And then I want to try and take a quick five foot step around to be behind the devil or out of his immediate like field of vision. And then I'm going to let off a magic missile at the other one. Okay, I think this would be a stealth check, and I'm going to give you advantage on it because he is very distracted by being stabbed in the head. I was going to roll a second time, but I think it's beside the point because I critted on the first roll. <laughs> yeah, you got him, buddy. But wait, what does Kevin get if he double crits? I guess he'll just instantly die in that 1 in 400 chance. Kevin just lets off a charged particle beam cannon and they both die. I will say this, it was a 19. Oh my god. You're, he doesn't notice you. 
your attack will be a an attack with advantage for being a sneaky boy. Oh well, it's an auto hit, so I don't have to roll for that. Just damage. Okay, he won't he won't know where it's coming. Perfect. Cool. Uh, roll some damage, please. That's eleven points of damage. Ooh, good start. Yeah, those will definitely connect. And he goes, oh, oh, because that's how they talk. And then down from you is Sir Locke. Sir Locke, who sees that one devil who's flapping his way up the ravine. Locke is going to take out his greatsword, uh, swipe his hand over it to charge it with a smite, and he leaps over the edge of the ravine directly onto that horn devil, stabbing downward. And as he makes contact, a bolt of lightning comes from the sky and slams both of them down into the mist in at the bottom of the ravine, and you lose sight of both of them. Oh, and then down from him is Selina, who sees you guys fighting a horn devil. He, she takes out two potions, and she uncorks them, and she pours one into the other, and it turns like a neon green, and she chucks it at that devil's feet, and he is... Super high. Uh, he is covered in sticky goo, and he is, uh, he is immobilized. Covered him in the sticky goo. It's just the stickiest of goo. That takes us back to the top of the order. Twilight. Yes, it is my turn. Sure, that's that's the adult thing to do. I saw him do that. You did. Like, yeah, that makes that, that tracks. Awesome. So Twilight is pummeling this one devil, and they are going to use vampiric touch on it. I don't need to use vampiric touch because I haven't taken any damage yet. That would be redundant. Um, would that be redundant, or would it be redundant? I think it would be... Redonkulous? It might be redundant. I think this whole joke is redundant. I, I don't think there's anything to this. Um, so Twilight is going to place a hand on the Silver Devil's head and cast Shatter. It's just a Horn Devil. This ain't the Silver Devil. No, he, he laughed. Uh, well, I thought you said it was like a Horned Platinum type devil. No, no, he's got the same like body shape as the Platinum Devil, but he's... He's just got horns. He's just a horny boy. And you also you also said he has, like, the same resistance to magic because whole person had no effect. And pretty resistant. Thank you for reminding me. All right, I'm just, I'm just going to cut this boy, then. Cool. I'm going to... I'm going I'm to cut it with with my, my silvered rapier. So I'm going to attack. Stab it in the balls. You can do it. Um, could somebody please send away actual... Uh, that, that guy over there, Manuel? Why is, he in his, why is he in our universe? Who said Manuel's allowed to be in this universe? Kevin's time machine. <laughs> uh, that was a twenty. That was a twenty-four to hit. Oh, um, yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay, you'll give it. You'll give it to me. <laughs> I, I suppose. You're so generous. Can that be a side adventure? Kevin gets super baked on rat people weed and builds a time machine. Is that not? Is that not what Kevin's doing with the crystal right now? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could get them on board. Mitch, that was four damage, and I am also going to look at Lady Victorious and go, "Hey." You're the coolest person I've ever met, and I'm gonna give her a bardic inspiration. Oh, that's so nice! Your voice got higher. It's, it's very nice. No, that wasn't her voice. That was me. That was genuine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who I am as a person. But she goes, "Oh, thanks, man." Yeah. Ah, and then she goes, "Ah," oh, and she keeps stabbing the thing in the head. I'm so proud of you. Oh, actually, it's it's her turn. She literally is going to stab that thing in the head, and she's gonna do not bad. Twenty damage. Oh wow. Okay, I just did. I did four, but I was really confident about it. Her spear is just lighting up as she stabs this thing in the head. Like, you guys have silvered weapons, but 
Something about her spear seems to, like, flash in the sunlight as it stabs through this thing. It is doing an immense amount of damage. And there's just, like, just wisps of steam coming off his horns. He is not happy. Does this count as, as the devil being, um, grappled, technically? In the next turn, would I be able to do an attack with advantage? Like, as a flanking maneuver, since he has a spear down his throat? We haven't really been playing with flanking rules, but um, he's def- you definitely have advantage at this point, because his his feet are restrained, too. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Okay, well, that was my turn. Um, Twilight is just going to look in total awe at how amazing Lady Victorious is. <laughs> she does not look graceful, but she is definitely being effective. Torin, down to you. She, she's just the bloodiest angel. So where am I in relation to everything? Um, I'm not fully sure, so we're going to say nearby. So I think I ran up and I used my shield bash and protection to save Twilight at some point. Yeah, so you're right, you're right, you're right next door then. You're you're in the And fray. how much land mass is behind this one we're currently fighting? There is, uh, there's not. Right now it's basically just Vert in a devil disguise standing behind him, and then there is a... No, I mean, like, is there an area behind it that I could get to, not like it's not against a cliff edge? No, he is against a cliff edge. Dang it, why you gotta thwart my plans? That same cliff edge you just watched Locke throw himself down. I will add, the drawbridge is descending. So, like, if you wait a bit, like a few more seconds, probably another round or two, the drawbridge will be down, and you could walk on that, and there'll be land behind this horn devil. It's nice, the, draw, the drawbridge is down to hang out? That's really sweet. Oh yeah, this drawbridge is super down. Yo, this drawbridge is so down for some shenanigans right now, I'm about it. It's, it's, it's DTF, it's down to foot traffic. Yo! Hell yeah, drawbridge. Down to foot traffic? Okay. Time for something really stupid. Oh no. So I'm going to... Having seen what happened with Locke, I'm going to both try to take this thing down and give him back up, so I'm going to charge and try and, like, stab this thing with my sword and use Divine Smite. And try to, like, knock it off the edge and down while doing that. Attack with advantage. And I get two attacks, so I guess the second attack can be a punch to its face. Uh, you, you do two sword attacks, both with smites. You're a paladin, man. I'm you trying to, nuts. like, impale it with the first one and, like, knock it's it off the edge with the second one. All right. They have wings. As, like, a tackle. Okay. So that was, uh... <laughs> I swear this wasn't on purpose, Mitch. Just, just do that it. Was, uh... It was a nat 20. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what was your second roll? My second roll? I did... Is this just the first one with advantage still? Yeah. That one would have been a 15. Okay, cool. Not a double crit, which we've now established just instantly kills thing. <laughs> and for the second attack, what does that have advantage? Yep, they both have advantage. You get to just wreck shot. 18 and the second roll... Today just does not like you, Mitch. That second roll was a nat 20. <laughs> that is two different nat 20s. Remember to smite on both. You'll get double damage. Can I, can I cast Divine Smite on my fist? Please do. Oh my god, yes. It's like those old ads back in the day. Now you're playing with power. Are you going to put, like, different smites? Like, one on your sword, one on your fist? Divine Smite on my sword and Thunderous Smite on my fist. Beautiful. So the first attack is just... Let me... Go through all the struck and math with the 1d8 and a 1d6 because lightning plus my strength, right? Uh, yep. Always plus your strength. 
one and a one plus three, so five damage okay. for the first and one. Okay, and since it's a crit... Well, let me end the Divine Smite, so let me see... Right, so roll the Divine Smite, and then remember, because it's a crit, you get to pick all those dice up, roll them again, and add it all together. Okay, so this is like... So that's the first one is five, two and a seven, so that's a nine. So 14, and then pick all those dice up and roll them again. Three and a one, plus the three for my strength, and then 2d8 for the... Smite, two, and a seven. Okay, well, you don't add the, the three for your strength for the second one, but you got, let's see, you got 18 plus nine more is 27 on that first one. Woo! And then you get to do it again. With my punch. Yeah, then you get to punch After him. you do all this, Manny, I'm going to need you to describe how epic this is, because I'm so excited. After running it through with my lightning sword, filling it with radiant damage and light... I cock a fist back, say a silent prayer to Hercules, and just... And just lightning and thunder strikes my fist, covering it in light and energy. What? What? Let's just say my fist is a melee weapon attack. It is. Because <laughs> these hands. Mm-hmm. So for punches, that's just my strength modifier, and then yeah, plus it's just, the Yeah, it's going to be smiter. three plus the... the smite and for thunder smite it's gonna be and you get that crit damage from rolling another nat 20 2d6 first one three and three so six and then you said roll it again uh yes because two and six 17 and it's also gonna have to do a strength saving check or saving throw right it is rolling a strength saving throw 15 yeah, all he had to beat was the 13. That's probably for the better, especially because his feet were still uh, jello jigglered onto the floor there. Uh, but uh, I think this definitely calls for at least something silly to happen. Locke will need assistance. The fastest way to get down there safely. I'm still not sure what happened in that illusion house, but it brings me back to my tactics with the sponge and the loofah, or the soap. I don't remember that place well. I don't even know what happened there. <laughs> and I was there. I fought spiders, but yes, I will ride its body down. What? But I will need some extra help from Hercules. Charge this blade, this newly christened blade, with what I now suspect was a nail of Vert's mother. We might have to talk about that later. In your name we kill, Amen. Lord Hercules, give me the power to slay my enemy! And then a glow from his holy symbol flows out into him, down his arms, into the blade, and he charges forward with a burst of speed, knocking back dirt and stone from the ground as he pushes forward with those quads. Those quads. And just runs this thing through in the belly, trying to push it back. It might not be enough. I will need more! Cocks back a fist. Lightning and thunder and pure power from the gods runs into his fist, and he just crashes it into the face of this thing currently being stabbed in the brain. Good, yeah. By, by Twilight number two. Uh, good, and now it is bloodied. You did it. That was so good. Mm. I think Vert's a little turned on. What was that, Vert? <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you didn't succeed in knocking him backwards, because uh, Vert is still right behind him. <laughs> Although I, sh I think Vert probably could have done the, like, the get down on all fours move and trip him. It would have been myself. I already forgot her name and Vert just riding this thing down to the bottom. It's Lady Victoria's. Plus, Vert can fly. He'll, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. Don't worry about it. 
He's little, he can take it. It's Varn's turn. So Varn gets to be super cool here. Uh, she takes out her big ol' weapon, and she is gonna do two attacks. The whole time she's letting out this, like, low, guttural noise. It doesn't sound like a scream, it sounds like this low, sort of consistent hum, but it's a really bass note. And she spins her big viola-looking thing around and just cracks this devil in the face. Four... okay. Uh, first one, six damage, and three damage. Alright. Not, not good, but she hit both times. She looked really cool while she did it. Also, I don't remember if you said, does Varn have a beard? Because she's a dwarf, right? She, is she rocking a beard? All dwarves have beards. Ah, oh, love it. Love it. She's a redhead? Yeah? Redhead dwarf? I figured. I don't remember. Yeah. I like her. She's cool. <laughs> while all of that is going on, uh... Oh, it's the Horned Devil's turn. The Horned Devil is trying to deal with all of these things at once. The very first thing it's going to do is it's going to buck its head back, try to shake off Lady Victorious, and it is successful. Uh, Lady Victorious falls backwards. She's going to make a deck save, and she's going to jab her spear in the, in the end of the crevice so she doesn't fall down it, but she is now hanging there. Second attack. Horan, you have officially made yourself an enemy. I don't think you care, particularly. <laughs> when have I ever? 24 to hit. Who needs 24 to hit? What? The devil hits you. I even with... Eh, dang it, even with my shield out, I'm at an armor class of 20. Yeah, it drives a big fork into you for 15 damage. And then with its... It's gonna let go, and then with... I'm at 76 health. You gotta give more than that. He hears you. Uh, he holds onto you, like, with the spear. Like, he pulls the spear out of you uh, with one hand. With his other hand, creates a fireball and he launches it at you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, plus that is... Yeah, 21 to hit. Just, ah, it was one shy of missing. It deals 14 fire damage to you. Still hasn't even singed my skin. I'm at 47 health. Yeah, but Chester is, like, on top of your head, like, your helmet slapping itself with its own flaps, like, pull it out, pull it out! <laughs> This is the worst! Right, I should have painted us red so we would have had fire powers. Why can't we just fight like an ice guy? Can we fight an ice guy next? Oh my god, is Chester horrified of fire because of the time you guys burned down an entire hedge maze? No, I'm horrified of fire because of the time that I'm currently on fire! <laughs> I didn't say that in character! Wait, can Chester hear me? This is my least favorite time! Besides the next time I'm on fire, that will, that will then be tops for least favorite due to uh, frequency. J-Mark just turns to me. Seeing me wearing a hat that suddenly has eyeballs looking at him. Why is this happening? <laughs> like, see, like a, a tongue with an eyeball on the end, like, bends down to look torn in the face. He's like, fight an ice guy next. <laughs> I don't control what this place has. I don't even know what this place has. They have silver people that ignore all my damage. I have no follow-up to that. I don't either. <laughs> Vert, Vert, it's to you. You've got stealth. Punch it right in the butthole. I mean, I can shoot it right in the butthole. Provided uh, I'm, I'm short enough, I could probably do the lightning butt. Lightning bolt to the butthole. Lightning butt. That's it. I, I will cast Lightning butt! Give him a real charge. Without moving his lips or saying anything, you just hear it torn in your head. Use the gift of your heritage. Feel it in your blood. Lightning bolt it in the butthole. <laughs> I am, however, going <laughs> to give him... Hold on. Pause. No. Wait. No. We can't go move forward until... Torin. Is that... Is that what dragons do? Do they just 
Is that is the attacking the butt a thing that dragons do? I need you to answer me, please. Please put it on the record, please. I don't know. I'm just assuming it's what blue dragons do. I'm a black dragon. I don't know what other dragons do. No, only the German dragons do the 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 lightning bolt to the, the butt. We are the Scheiser dragons. We <laughs> <laughs> are just wanting you to take the electricity in the butthole. I want you to charge me. I want you to charge me right here in front of everybody. I am here to charge you up. <laughs> that was good. Right. So, uh, Vert, Vert's gonna shoot. But Twilight, we should really stop arguing inside Kevin, or not Kevin, Vert's head. Yeah. Who are we? Who's Kevin? Are we? It's crowded in there. Uh, Vert's gonna shoot uh, another magic missile at this thing. At whatever is closest. <laughs> we make this cannon. Does this just mean Vert's insane and he's just been quietly, like, hiding it from everyone? I mean, he, he does have the li- the highest kill count and. It, it it we have no idea what that's doing to him. Yeah, like every time you take a life, it just takes a little bit from you. Like just a little, just a little bit. Eh, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like that comic book, Dead Lake. Yeah, exactly. That's what I draw all my inspiration from. So that's uh, another fourteen points of damage. Not bad. But how much butt damage does it do? It does significant butt damage, and this thing doesn't have a tail anymore. <laughs> I blew his tail off. It, it's got to be missing something. I mean, I. I'm right there and don't have a great deal of, of places to aim at, so. Yeah, the, the weirdest part is, like, he's kind of smiling a little bit, but it definitely hurt him. Oh, he's into that. Yeah. Oh, making it oh. awkward. Oh. In a way, you actually made it worse for yourself. Uh, so Vert um, sort of shuffles back, tries to hide the, the hand motions, and then lets off another quick three magic missile darts at this thing, uh, hitting it square in the back. Oh, okay, you changed it up on me. No, actually, I, I hit it square in the back, but the, the tail pops off. But the tail pops off anyway. <laughs> sure, his tail pops off. <laughs> it just goes like... <laughs> <laughs> no, our, our, my defense mechanism, screams the horned devil. We do that when we're scared. God, this is dumb. Um... <laughs> Down from Vert in the order is Sir Locke, and even though it's his turn, you can no longer see him because he's down in the mist, but you do see down there flashes of light like a thunderstorm is occurring down in the mists of that crevice. Down from him is Selina, who takes out yet another potion and runs right up to that horn devil and just smacks him with it right in the chest. The glass breaks on that potion, and he is dripping in more bubbling acid. I'm really glad we took her with us. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys decided to trust me. I'm actually having a lot of fun. Plus, I get to field test some of these new formulas. Okay, so Twilight wants to help Lady Victorious out first. So, uh, they are going to cast... Oh, no, because if I cast as an action. Are... Is... Is, um... Are cantrips bonus actions, or are they just regular? They are regular actions, unless they... Sp- specifically say they are bonus. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Twilight's gonna run over and reach a hand out to help Lady Victorious up. Okay, yeah. Um, it's easy to do. She actually weighs, like, almost nothing. Like, she's very light for her size. A- and immediately, like, you grab her hand and pull her up, and then she gets to the ledge, she goes, wait, 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 wait! And she r- reaches down and, like, jiggles the spear free, and, like, okay, thanks. No problem. Happy to help out. 
Um, and then I'm going to use my movement action to kind of move behind Lady Victorious as kind of like a supporting role. And I'm going to, I'm going to, who's, who's close to me? Is it, Torn, you're pretty close to me, right? Everybody's nearby. Everyone's in melee I range I charged up devil. to stab this thing in the stomach, so I assume I'm near you. Mm. Yeah, so Twilight is going to go, Torin, that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. And give Torin a bardic inspiration. That's, uh, blah, 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 blah. that's very nice. Uh, Lady Victorious's turn. She's going to uh, cock her spear back, and instead of getting in melee range, she's just going to check it. Mm. Yeah, uh, Lady Victorious is going to stab this thing in the heart. It's going to go right through the devil, and then you can see its weird purple heart on the end of the blade on the other side. And this guy goes... I was coping the spear would just go all the way through and then down the pit, and we just... Not sure who we hear, but one of, hear one of the people down there go, Ow! <laughs> <laughs> you hear, Meow. No, none of that happens. Instead, it's just, it's chucked. It goes through the devil. The devil is dead, guys. I repeat, the devil is down. Devil is down. Yay, we did it! Lady Victorious, uh, she pulls her spear out triumphantly of this, this brutalized corpse. And she takes the heart and just like, I don't, you guys want to, you want anything with this? Like, I don't. I'll take it. Twilight takes it and then tosses it to Selena. Oh. And Selena goes, ooh, materials. I mean, uh, thank you. Now, we know what you're about because we're the reasons why you're like this. We take full responsibility. She, she just gives you a knowing smile and then pockets the heart. <laughs> Like, she dabs it with a cloth so it won't be, like, weird and, like, squishy, and then she puts it in her bag. Lady Victorious pulls her spear out of the devil, uh, sort of, I guess I should say, the hard way, and she gives it a little, a little flourish, and the blood doesn't flick off so much as it looks like it kind of gets, like, drunk into the spear, and the, the sort of spikes and filigree on this spear look just slightly longer. Can you teach me how to do that? <laughs> I would if I could, but I don't think I can even make something like this. I get real lucky coming up with this thing. The devils had no idea I was bringing a magic weapon into the prison plane. That's so cool. Yeah, they didn't really know I was coming. Did you name it? Yeah. Why, you want to know what the name- Oh, you want to know what the name is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I want to know what the name is. <laughs> this spear is called Hope. And it's everyone's hope of getting out of here. Oh. I love it. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, Torn then lifts up the corpse and jumps off the edge to land on the corpse to go down and help Locke. Before you go to do that, like, you go to jump down, and your jump is immediately cut off by the drawbridge reaching its flattest point. And you go to jump, and you just land on the drawbridge. Can I jump off the drawbridge to go down? Down below, you see that there is about 80 feet down to the mist, and then you can't see beyond the mist. So it could be any number of feet past that. All right. Vert, time for Project Vert Pack. Um, you bet. What, what, um, oh dear. I, I'm saying I want to use Vert as a jetpack. And as you are saying this, on the other end of the drawbridge comes a man with red skin, like candy apple red skin, and like sensibly small horns, and he has a, a sort of like crew cut around the sides, but he's still got a lot of volume on top. And he's wearing a vest with nothing underneath it and nice suit pants. And he comes walking up to you guys and he says, Okay, um, hate to inform you, but entry is currently denied. We are in lockdown. Uh, if you're planning on jumping into the hole, feel free. 
But, uh, yes, no one is allowed... And then he looks and sees that you've killed, like, that one horned devil. And he goes, uh, mm, okay. As a reaction, I want to toss the corpse onto him to pin him down. Oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, uh, I'm gonna say that works because it's very funny to me. <laughs> okay, no, no, dislike, undo. It's time for a very heroic interrogation. And then cracking knuckles. I, I formally disagree with you, and here is my lodged complaint. And he raises a hand, and he is going to do fireball at you, Manny. So make a dexterity saving throw. My worst stat yet. Make a religion saving throw. So what do I need to beat? Uh, you have to beat, excuse me, he is a bit of his own deal here. Uh, you have to beat a 16. So I'm guessing a 13 doesn't beat that. <laughs> no, that is lower than 16. You are going to take... Oh, poor Chester. You're going to take 30 fire damage. Mm. Oof. And Chester goes, seriously, ice guy next time. Well, I've still got 17 health, so I just slightly scratch my singed, burned face and then go back to getting in this devil's face, cracking my knuckles. You are in this devil's face. And now that you've defeated the horned devil, uh, Manny, you do feel stronger now. Torin feels stronger. Try that again. Uh, and out of character, Manny, are you actually telling me to spellcast again? Because what I'm saying is this is an opportunity for you to utilize Mage Slayer. Yes, and Mage Slayer is... Well, let me check again, but I think that's like a reaction to a spell. Oh, snap, are you level... Did you just level Manny up? Oh, snap! Yeah, no, I leveled Manny up. I'm doing it, I'm doing it thematically. Ooh, what, are, what does Mage Slayer do? I have practiced techniques useful in melee combat against spellcasters, gaining the following benefits. When a creature within five feet of me casts a spell, I can use my reaction to make a melee weapon attack against them. And when I damage a creature that is concentrating on a spell, it has disadvantage on the saving throw it makes to maintain its concentration. And I have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by creatures within five feet of me. Oh, that's perfect. So yeah, you, you tell him... Try that again. And he goes to cast a fireball on you one more time, Manny. And almost in, like, let's just say for, can we say for cool factor? Cool factor. Cool factor. Introduce the ability. And somehow just a mix of Relentless Avenger and Mage Slayer. I've now seen just, I can see all the telltale signs and muscle movements. And even just the telltale signs of how they're going to move their lips to cast a spell. And I instantly just grab the hand that he was using Kit cast it, and put it in an arm bar. <laughs> so with, with Relentless Pursuer and Maid Slayer, if someone goes to cast a spell, you can basically just jam up in their face. I'm very yep. into this. Uh, so, yes, Manny, all of that happens. Torin is in this, this Incubus's face. This kind of devil looks very familiar to you. And you grab it, you put it in an arm bar, he goes, okay, okay, all right, you don't have to jump down the hole. Twilight walks up to this devil and goes, Hey, so, uh, I mean, we could go up there, but honestly, I'm pretty sure whatever's in there can kill us. Have you seen a dragon anywhere near here? That's what we're really looking for. <laughs> he says, are you guys drunk? No, I haven't seen anything except you guys. It's, it's, we're in lockdown. No one's in or out. You're out right now. Aren't there windows? I'm a guard. I'm a, I'm not really a guard. I'm like a liaison. I'm... Dragons are pretty... What's your name? Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm Twilight. Who are you? I... I go by Iffy. Iffy? Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, dragons are pretty... You say Iffy or Yiffy? I go by Yelvis. Yelvis. Is that... Is that... No, no. It's, it's Iffy. It's Iffy. His name is Iffy. It's Iffy? Okay. So, um, dragons are huge. 
You definitely have probably seen a dragon some. Do not sit here and explain to me what dragons look like. Okay, look, they have big heads. Oh my god. Oh, Lord Portablatt, kill me here. And Twilight, like, grabs Torrin's arm and goes, You see his face? They look they like really him. They really drag-splating to a dragonborn and a wizard with dragon blood they, in them. They, they look like him, but big. Um, but this one, and then Twilight grabs Vert's hand. This one has blue scales like he does. Um, but they're like huge. Yeah? You seen one? Part the miss? Believe me, you are wasting your time if you are drag-splaining to me. You're not a dragon, though, so does it really count? Well, it has multiple connotations. Oh. The point is... Um, please take the corpse of my associate off of me, and please take your living associate off of me, and I would very much like to run away now, thank you. Sorry, sorry, please and thank you. Um, you, you really don't have anything else to tell us, do you? I'll tell you anything that you need to know if it will get me out of here alive. Where's the dragon? I just asked this! Any, anything else? Yeah, we want to get in the castle, how do we do that? You can't, it's in lockdown until the... I'm not supposed to tell you this, but screw it. Until the brain of the wizard that powers all the illusion magic is returned and all the lights can go back on. Till then, nothing in or out. Oh, is that brainstain Fartholomew? <laughs> if he says, probably not. That sounds like a dumb name. I agree. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is. How did you get out? I was posted here. So you really aren't going to be of much help to us, yeah? I'll be helpful. I'll be helpful. Just let me live. Like, do you need to seduce somebody? Like, I'm really good at that. Uh, like, what do you how, think, like, guys? hey, you, hey, you, big guy on top of me. How about you stop? How about you stop squeezing me? I start squeezing you. You have neither the scales nor the muscles I'm interested in. Oh, <laughs> well, it was worth a shot. All right. Well, well, I lost here. Let's let me up and call it a good game. Can you give us anything? Uh, we're still we're still interrogating. <laughs> He's definitely just trying to to persuade you. While you guys are have him locked down, Lady Victorious runs past all of this and sees that the space We're in space. The space from here to the drawbridge to the front gate of the castle is actually hundreds of feet long. It's basically a very wide arcing tunnel that could be very easily defended. And she looks at Iffy and gets down on, like, looks excitedly back at you guys, looks down at Iffy, gets down real low to match him eye to eye, and says to him, so those doors aren't opening? Like, ever? He says, well, as soon as the brain's returned, he's like, yeah, so ever. So ever? And he goes, he, like, kind of shrugs. She goes, guys, guys, this could be the best home base we've ever had. Look, it's got only one point of egress. The back wall won't open. Guys, we could just post up here. I should move the whole nag to this place. We could move the Balderdash village and the dungeon boys can be here. Yeah, there'd be room for all of us and we could work together from one central point. One easily defended central point right under their noses. I like it. This is the best idea ever. Well, time to start killing everything in this castle and claiming it. Vert says acid and then sticks the alchemy gun in uh, if he's face and then just pulls the trigger oh my how much acid is that hey this can heal me because of my helmet <laughs> yeah can you just sit under it and bathe in the acid while it's damaging the dude i just let go of his arm and then just kind of like move more my head to it's like oh hey thanks bud uh, it's eight ounces of acid right down his gullet do you remember those do you guys remember those uh those hair cleaning product commercials poultry blood used to play back in the day 
Is it like that? Are you like leaning back and sighing in a way that no one does in real life? Yeah, maybe. Is what's spraying out also darkness? The hot coffee? <laughs> I can't believe they made that. Or, or, or rebranded it, I guess? Um, so you fill his mouth with acid. Yes. You also spray Torin. You deal 1d10 of acid damage to Iffy and 1d10 of acid healing to Torin. 1d10. Yay. Uh, D10 of acid damage to Iffy was 10. Beautiful. <laughs> so I heal for 10, so I'm up to 27 health. There you go. And Iffy says, <laughs> and he has to wait as his face sort of like reformats over the course of the next few minutes. It's rude to talk with food in your mouth. It's my own rotting flesh. We're the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're the dungeon boys. And I'm just going to go ahead and cast Lay on Hands on myself to heal myself, because I'm the only one who took any major damage in that entire exchange, staring pointedly at Twilight. Hey, you're finally being a tank. I'm proud of you. If he sees you do this, he looks up at you and he's like, but you lay them hands on me, big boy. <laughs> Come on, you gotta, gotta give a little to get a little. Oh, heck no. I ship it. Was that Iffy saying that? It's Iffy saying that, yeah. I use Acid Blast. <laughs> oh, no! It's in my mouth again! Why is this happening? Why are you guys themed on acid? Okay, so here's my proposal to everybody, including you, Iffy. Obviously, we can't get in there right now, and I'm pretty sure if we go in there, we'll die. So let's do this instead. Iffy! Yeah? Iffy! I officially leveled up, right? Yeah, you officially leveled up. Uh, all of you officially leveled up and just going one at a time. Uh, if he says, yeah. Where do we find the si Wait. Wait, do you guys feel that? Are we under attack? Kevin, could you turn on the radio? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, one sec. Hey, it's Jmark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Just coming at you with some quick updates about the happenings within Tfue and our production company, We Are Heroes Productions LLC. First off, I made a game! That's right, if you check us out now on itch.io, you can get a copy of Unplugged Survivor, a single-player tabletop RPG where you will document your journey as a newly unplugged encroacher in the country of Doraki. All it takes to play is a basic 52-card deck, a d6, and something to journal with. Get all of this together, get some friends who maybe want to join in after you write in your journal, and you will be well on your way to writing your own stories in our dystopian corporatocracy hellscape. And for a limited time only, you can get a copy of Unplugged Survivor as a part of the amazing Solo But Not Alone bundle, where you can buy a full bundle of solo TTRPG games valued at almost $500 for as little as 10 bucks. The proceeds for this bundle are all being donated to Jasper's Game Day, an organization dedicated to preventing suicide through promoting mental health awareness and education, particularly in schools. As you all know, mental health awareness is extremely important to me and to the rest of the cast, and so it was a no-brainer offering up our game as a part of this bundle. And actually, it was written specifically so that it could be a part of this bundle, so definitely be sure to check it out and show your support. Secondly, we are so excited to announce that we are hosting our first ever charity stream. 
Coming to you in May of 2021, we have the Play for Gaia charity stream, a charity stream for planet Earth. A 12-hour to 3-day stream with the length depending on how many people who apply. Um, this will be dedicated to raising money for the Environmental Defense Fund. The entirety of the event will be hosted on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash and we need panelists, performers, musical guests, etc. to help make the event a wonderful one. And there will also be another application out shortly for anybody who wants to donate things that we can give away to participants or auction off and stuff like that. Uh, please be sure to check out our Facebook page at TFUCast and apply. Our hope is to raise up to $5,000 for the EDF for what will hopefully be an annual event. We only have one planet, and while it is nice to dream about going up into the stars, as we all know, the odds of colonization would not happen within our lifetime. And just because that opportunity may present itself one day does not mean we shouldn't dedicate ourselves to making our lives here on Earth as wonderful as it can be, and part of that is doing everything we can to protect the planet. Next is a reminder to everyone that we are hosting our first ever cosplay contest complete with cash prizes. We are just so blown away with how much our community has grown and how many of you are just incredibly talented cosplayers and it, we just really want to show our appreciation. Uh, there will be up to three winners from this contest who will earn a cash prize, an opportunity to be a featured cosplayer on our page, and free TFU merch from us. You can find rules on our Instagram, and also please be sure to tag your friends and loved ones so that they can get in on the fun and participate. We're not necessarily looking for high-end cosplays. Cosplay from your closet. We just want to see you put in the effort. Cosplay from a character from the Dungeons & Dragons storyline, from the meta dystopian narrative, or if you really want to submit an OC, we just really need to see proof of concept that you are a fan and a listener. So definitely show us how that character would connect to them dungeon boys or how they would fit in the meta narrative fighting against Poetry Black Corporation. Whatever it may be, you have until April 16th to enter. And once again, check it out on our Instagram at TFUCast for the rules. We post it up in our story every single day. And finally, with February coming up this coming week, a quick message from everyone's favorite tiefling bard, Twilight. Hi everyone! I am super excited to tell you that I am going to be playing video games again. No, I will not be playing horror games, or at least not all the time because my poor heart couldn't take the scary. Instead, I will be trying out a bunch of indie games and popular games that I have never tried before that will range from all types in my new series, Twilight Tries. That's right, every game will be a blind playthrough. What will it be like? I don't know. Video games don't exist in my world. And Jamer tells me that there's even going to be a brand new hoodie and a long sleeve t-shirt available on our merch store at teespring.com stores slash market. So definitely check out my stream starting this week on February 3rd from 6 p.m. Eastern Time to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be streaming Twilight Strides every Wednesdays, and who knows, if we get a lot of supporters and a lot of people watching, maybe I can convince the rest of Dim Dungeon Boys to stream on their own days too. Anyways, um, I'm the last one delivering a message to you, and J-Mark seems to have gone off somewhere, so, uh, we'll get you back to the show. Bye!
Greetings consumers, and a very happy Cupid Day to all of you. Our Portrablat military parade is going off without hitch. We are pleased that all of you are contributing many gifts for Cupid Day Pyre. We are even more impressed by those of you who we did not have to drag out of your homes and pleased with how you have thrown yourselves onto our mechs to be sacrificed to generous God. Your contributions will soon be forgotten, but will always be appreciated. Our mechs to be sacrificed to generous God. Your contributions will soon be forgotten, but will always be appreciated. That son of a... I know. He's literally... We know. I just can't. There is nothing we can do right but now. But we could... Manual! Fine! He just needs a moment. He already leveled up, though, so you guys want to keep going? Really? Are, are you sure that's a good idea? It, it'll, just... Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. Um, I, right. I can let him know how the game went when he gets back, I guess. Yeah, um, we'll just, we'll say he's still strangling Iffy, and not sure. giving into Iffy's subtle advances. Okay, yeah, sure. I ship them, by the way. I hope they banter. We'll um, see how that goes. Okay, well, I mean, like, if he's not here, could you, could you make that happen as the DM? Could you? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> by the power of Hercules! I believe it! Yeah, get, show show Iffy the power. Show Iffy the power of Hercules, new Torin. Yeah, show me the power of Hercules, Torin. Anyway, where were we? Where does the soup come from? Well, if you're uh, if you're looking, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but I know how you could find out. But uh, what are you gonna give me in exchange? And Twilight stabs him uh with their silvered rapier right in the chest. Oh my god. <laughs> That was an eight? Yeah, and it, it steams and goes, ooh, what else are you going to give me? I'll do that as many times as you want, if you tell us. Ooh, what if that number's uh what if that's a double digit number there, Sweet Cheeks? And Twilight stabs them again. Ooh, roll damage. That was three. Mmm, not bad. I've been mixing up pain and pleasure for millennia. Come on, youngin, you gotta do better than that. No, 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 that's it. Because here's the thing, if you don't tell us, I'm going to get you right to the edge. And then I'm gonna stop. I think, uh, I think you might need a little bit more of a psychological push. And, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose the question this way. If you guys couldn't do it just with damage, what would you think you might do? And I'm offering your new level-up powers as possibilities here. You know, I want to show you something, Iffy. And Twilight takes up the hat of the cat. Do you see this hat? Yes, looks like a hat. Twilight puts it on, turns it to a cat. Kitty! And then promptly removes it. You see how cute and not horrifying that was? Like, very dainty. Couldn't do much damage. Might wreak havoc in, like, like a, a cubicle farm, maybe? Like, a, a farm of Kubit, possibly? But, you know, it won't do much beyond that. Oh, yes, we had one of those upstairs. Now, take a look at this. And Twilight, having gotten a lot of practice with transforming with the Cat of the Hat and thinking they could do it themselves, casts Polymorph. This spell transforms a creature that I can see within range into a new form. Um, I can also apply it to myself. Uh, the new form can be any beast whose challenge raging rating is equal to or less than the target's or the target's level. If it doesn't have a challenge rating, 
Um, the statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. So, uh, Mitch, you and I talked about this the last couple of weeks, so I know you're okay with me doing this. Twilight transforms into a gorilla fish. You got your stack block for it? The gorilla fish, armor class 13, hit points 157. Strength is 23, which gives me a plus 6 to damage. And so I have a melee weapon attack that is plus 9 to hit, reach 10 feet, and then the damage is 2d10 plus 6. Yep. Uh, bludgeoning damage. And I also have a bite ability that is 3d10 d10 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. Yes. And it looks just like our gorilla fish. And exactly. Except purple, because, you know, Twilight. So I'm very excited about this. Right, but otherwise doesn't need description. And then Twilight uses press the digitation to cast um, message inside the creature's head. And fully aware that in message, Twilight can use the normal voice, but doing this for effect goes, No! I don't, no, I don't I think can. you can cast while you're polymorphed. Oh, can I not? Okay, well, in that case, never mind. Uh, Twilight's gonna punch him right in the chest. Cool. Just roll damage. Yeah. Okay. 2d10 plus 6. Awesome. I don't think I've ever used this die. Maybe I have. That's a 7. That's a 3. 16 total. Beautiful. And he he coughs up blood. He definitely coughs up, like, black ichor. But he says, ooh, baby, with the big muscly arms, you really don't get it. Devils can't die, you idiot. We just go back to hell to reform. What are you going to do to me? There's nothing you could do to me that just won't send me on a work vacation. Twilight transforms back into themselves and then uh, pours their other healing potion down his throat. Mmm, yummy. He definitely, like, maintains eye contact with you the whole time he drinks it. Yeah. And takes just the biggest swallows. I heal him for five points and go, Hey, other Torin, uh, stay on top of him. We're gonna chill for a few hours. Got it. And that's a few hours later. <laughs> and then I guess a few hours later, like, you just, Torin just sits on him till he starts violently pooping himself. Yep. <laughs> all right. He's begging for death now. Uh, you all get a long rest while you wait. <laughs> you all get a long rest while you wait, and then you come back, and he's just like, no, you can kill me. You can kill me now. I would like to be anywhere else now. That would be good. Hey, you know, I have some more of the stuff that that potion was made out of. Would you like some more? Mm-hmm. Not so much. Oh, come on, though. You know, it'd be real great, and you don't have to worry about missing out on work. It's a good time. I was already giving you all the information you want, and you're torturing me. I thought it was just because you liked me. You did tell us where the soup was. Bert, did he tell us where the soup was? I don't believe he did tell us where the soup was. I, d I don't know where it's from, but I know how you could get there. Hold on, hold on. I know you want to tell us, but here's the thing. What I can do, and what Torn, the big guy here, can do, is nothing compared to what our murder gnome can do. And Twilight takes a step back and uses prestidigitation to make, like, really flashy sparks fly as Vert steps forward. So, uh, yeah, now that you guys have all fully leveled up, Vert, we were talking about what you wanted to level up as and what spells you wanted to get. So I'm taking uh, the spell Banishment, which I think really fits uh, with all of the hopping about that we've done with Misty Step uh, and Visibility and sort of the, the changing of my state with uh, Altered Stealth. Vert takes a look at this... Uh, at Iffy, and says, 
So you you did know uh, that we cannot kill you. We, we can't kill a devil. And that's probably, uh, well, not 100% accurate since we uh, actually just killed this one here uh, and kicks the one that's sitting on top of Iffy. Yeah, it's got like a, there's like a steaming pile of its like hot corpse. Yeah, the, the physical part's gone. That's true. He's going to be a Lemure and have to start over from the beginning, but he's not dead dead. Well, that that's fine. Um, How about you tell us how we can find this uh, stuff, the, you know, the, our, our soup that we're trying to find here. Uh, or <clears throat> I'll send you and your physical form back to where you came from or at least somewhere less pleasant where you can't get out almost <laughs> like your own little prison. Uh, if he looks you in the eyes, like I detect you're trying to use like a lot of irony, but I really don't believe you. Well, how uh, far do you want to push me? Since, well, we've killed the devil knight. We've killed just about anything that's come up against us. <clears throat> and Vert lets the disguise go. You've seen that we have mm, some interesting abilities. He looks you in the face with an air of defiance about him that seems to be almost habitual instead of strategic. Well, if you get a little closer, I could, I could push it a real good, little buddy. So you're just flat out not going to help us, huh? He doesn't respond. He just kind of, like, glares at you with a smile. Maybe other Tor needs to have sex with him, and then he'll actually help us. I will do it for the might of Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> I will bed any devil in the name of progress for our mighty journey. This is what happens when you piss off. <laughs> we got a couple of options here, because I've no qualms just sending you away. Uh, if we got to do this the hard way on our side, that's fine. Uh, you get to choose whether or not you, uh, are still here or are gone. Where could you possibly send me? The realm of knives? Oh, I dance on a bed of knives. The realm where it rains needles? Mm, delicious free acupuncture. Are you going to put me in a, an ocean of acid? I've admittedly... Actually, don't do that one, but maybe a, a frosty cold place for a being of fire such as myself? What could you possibly do? What pains, what hells could you bring to a man who's lived in hell, who's bred from the fires within? Well, let's see if we can find the plane of Nickelback. The Vert says no. mayonnaise. Doesn't even no. wait. He simply says mayonnaise. Shoves the thing in his mouth, pulls the trigger, and then casts banishment on him. <laughs> Iffy, with a mouthful of mayonnaise, is blasted to the to the to the realm of Nickelback. As the banishment door opens, all you hear is "Never made it as a wise man, couldn't make it as a poor man stealing." This is how you remind me of what I really am. When when Iffy. If he is banished into a tunnel of colors that he cannot imagine and will never be able to imagine again, 
he emerges in what looks very in a in a, in a he emerges in a setting that looks at once familiar to him but entirely alien. It is a boardroom hall, one that he's been in many times before, but he's never been to this one in particular. It seems clean, extra modern in its design. Out the windows is a screaming crowd of what seem to be fans, and inside the boardroom is but himself and a single man in a suit. This man has long, shoulder-length blonde hair, and he approaches the podium at the front of the room. He turns on the projector screen and looks at Iffy, who is taking in all of the data presented on the screen, and he says as much to Iffy as to the screaming crowd, the man says, Look at this graph! (laughs) No! No! to the spell banishment. He failed his charisma saving throw and he is banished. He is incapacitated in the realm of Nickelback. And he is he is there for until your concentration fades or for one minute. No. No, he's not. What? Or, oh, he's not native to the plane you're on. Uh, hmm. Banishment is permanent. He lives oh, there Oh, he's now. not native. He's not native to this plane. He's just stuck there. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that's so good. That's that's where he lives now. Um, <laughs> the plane of Nickelback, where Nickelback is the ruling deity. Yep. You know, I know, I know that for whatever reason, Pochablet loves that band, but I think this is the first time I've ever been happy that that band has been brought up in conversation. It makes sense when you know their personalities. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh. So... <sighs> That leaves you guys recouped, leveled up, and fully healed, standing over a massive ravine. You have control of the drawbridge, while on this side there is a lever, very obvious, that allows you to move the drawbridge up and down. It seems that was kind of Iffy's job. Down below you, at least 80 feet down, but definitely more, is the misty bottom of the ravine. And somewhere down there, Locke. It has been eight hours. The sounds of combat have long faded. And you guys are recouped. Twilight crawls over to the edge and goes, Lock! 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 Hello! 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 There is absolutely no response. It is dead silent in the ravine. Vert casts fly on himself mm-hmm. and makes his way down there. Cool. Twilight, are you still a gorilla fish? Because if you are, you have a climb speed of 40 feet. Oh, wow, I do. Did I transform yeah. back? Yeah, no, I transformed back because I gave him the potion. Um, yeah, well, if you, 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 you're fully healed. I was just mentioning it as a, as a possible way down for you. Yeah, you know, they have, they have a 40 feet climb speed, just like real gorilla fish. Okay, uh, Twilight, uh, Twilight, uh, uses polymorph again to transform back into a gorilla fish. Mm-hmm. And as you're going, as you're heading down the way, uh, Torin is going to jump on Twilight's back for a change. Yeah, yeah. So Twilight is transformed full gorilla fish, you know, giant piranha head, big beefy arms. And uh, Twilight uh, picks up Victorious Everage so gently and Selena and Varn and puts them all on their back and then goes and then starts to 
and grabs onto the onto the wall and then starts climbing down. Yeah, I think I think you've got room. I think you've got room in the saddle for one there, champ. The rest of them, the rest of them get off, and they and uh, Lady Victorious is like, we're gonna we're gonna leave that to you. Actually, I was gonna say if you guys could go make a rescue party and grab Locke real quick. That elf hates to die, but we'd really love if you could go grab him, please. The rest of us are gonna reestablish this as the new home base. Um, Twilight in gorilla fish form looks and then blows out a, a poof of air through their nostrils, just like. <laughs> and Lady Victorious actually goes, oh. Oh, it's it's pouty. <sighs> and uh, uh, Twilight and uh, God, I need to give a name. Uh, Twirilla fish. jumps and goes, <laughs> grabs onto the wall like, <clears throat> and then starts climbing down like. <clears throat> um. Yeah, and you guys make it down, uh, descending into the mist. It's a good thing you didn't just straight up jump because you find that the total way down is actually two hundred feet. You can only see 80 feet before the mist hit. And you go all the way down to the bottom of this ravine where your visibility is limited by the thick white fog just rolling out. At the bottom level, almost immediately, you find Locke's haggard body. Much like how you found him the first time, he's lying in a puddle of his own blood. And across from him, only 10 feet away, is the body of the horned devil that he had been fighting. It is in a steaming heap. What you don't see is either combatant's weapon anywhere nearby. In this ravine, it's difficult to see more than 15 feet away from you. It is incredibly thick with this, this dense, moist fog. It's a very cold fog, I should mention. It's just It's freezing in here. Which, I guess, would make would make Chester go, Oh, yes, good, my burns! Oh, yeah, I guess Chester can talk, but actual Thorn can't. <laughs> That's great. Um, Bert, this is, uh, what we do next is up to you. I'm a gorilla fish. I can't talk. I, I can only listen. Hmm. Well, we should probably take his body up. Make sure he's not dead here real quick. Uh, Vert does a investigation on him just to see if he's alive, dead. Mostly dead, not quite there. You have your uh, your special investigation glasses, which give you advantage on investigation. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, you may investigate the scene. That's a 14. With the 14, you actually learn a pretty significant amount. Uh, Locke is very badly injured. His torso is once again run through with multiple stab wounds from the two-pronged forks that the Horned Devils had been wielding. There is the slightest hint of breath coming out of Locke, but it's almost, it's basically a dying gasp, and I think, I think what Torrin would do is probably lay on hands on this man, get him back on his feet, so I'm gonna say Torrin probably does that in the, in the heat of things here, but we'll leave it to Torrin to decide exactly how much. With your investigation, you read the scuff marks on the ground to see that Locke's sword and the pitchfork were likely knocked away behind Locke's position. But you again from here you can't see you'd have to travel into the fog, uh, probably a, f- a few feet, but definitely more than visibility will allow. Uh, all right. Uh, Vert goes and takes a look. You use your hand to guide yourself along the wall, and it is incredibly hot to the touch. You you accidentally burn the inside of your hand, not for any amount of damage, purely cosmetic damage. When we're in a cutscene like this, but you burn your hand and you turn to the side of the cavern and you see a pipe a brass pipe 
that is steaming hot. But this pipe is not sticking out of a single point in the ground as the other pipes were when you were near the super camp. As the fog clears, you can see, you know, as you like brush the fog aside a little bit with your hand, you can see what you're staring at is a network of brass pipes, like a room full of server cables that travels along the inside of this, of this cavern, and the heat from the pipes, with your investigation check, the heat from this pipe and the natural cold of this cavern is clearly what's been generating this cold mist as just water is condensing on the outside of these pipes. You hear the trickle of liquid down the way, and you can see that one of these pipes has been burst by a horned devil's pitchfork, and crimson liquid is pouring out of it. Oh. Somewhere in one direction or the other, of this cavern is the heart of soup production. The soup kitchen. And that's what I have for you. Um, Mitch? Riley? Uh, hey, Mr. Mitch. How you been? Oh god, Riley! Hey, 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 no, no, no. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm okay. You don't- I mean, you got me out of there. You don't need to be sorry. I know, I know, but I'm just- I'm I'm sorry I worried you. It's fine. It's fine. You- you don't need to call me Mr. Mitch. I'm not your boss anymore. Right, right, uh, Mitch. I don't understand. How are you... How are you you? I, I mean, how are you lucid? I mean, just... <laughs> how? I don't really know. I just... Guys? Manny, look, Riley's okay. They're awake and, and they're they're talking. They're okay. I know, but... Angel and King are gone. Yeah? And they left a note. Give me that. Oh, no. What's going on? Here. <sighs> Thank you for returning our things. Uh, we don't want to endanger the children. We're leaving to keep them all safe. Good. They were nothing but trouble. That's not all. Kevin! Yeah, Charlie? So, uh, what's going on, Mitch? They're going to attack the parade. Everyone, Charlie just told me some of our spare drones are missing. We need to stop them. Consumers, we are now coming to end of Great Cupid Day Military Parade. We would like to thank everyone for great success of event, and also to serve- Wait, but what is that? What is happening? Sir, there are rogue drones here. They just took out our front squadron. This is unacceptable. Who is doing this? Hey there, Laurent. This is the Exustrakken bastard.
Hey everyone, it's Jmark again. Want to have a character from our podcast named after you? Then all you have to do is tweet, Instagram, and or Facebook about our podcast with the hashtag UnpluggedRising. Anyone who does this will have the chance of being named after an NPC. And because our podcast has this really awesome dual narrative, it may become relevant later on. Who knows? I'm trying to be secretive. But definitely, please do so. Um, We've paid for advertising all of once, and it was really just to tell the world about our cosplay contest. Um, But really, we just depend on fan support, and having all of you support us in helping to make our podcast successful really makes a difference. It helps us out more than you know. Also, if you have not left us a review on iTunes yet, please, please, please do so. You have no idea how much it helps us out. The higher our reviews and rating count, And the higher our score in general, the more people will suddenly see our podcast. So thank you again, everyone. The next episode is going to be a half episode that will be out in a couple of weeks. So we're moving into Valentine's weekend territory. This episode will be out on February 12th. And of course, it'll be Black History Month as well. And you know we're going to have some goodies ready for you. So definitely be sure to keep an eye on the merch store. Um, That's all I have. So remember... The Overseers are always watching.